0: Life as an interstate fugitive isn't easy. It's not being on the run itself that's so difficult. Mankind has been wandering from place to place since the dawn of human existence. No. It's the constant state of fear and anxiety that wears on you, little by little, bit by bit, until you're ready to turn yourself in to make it all stop. Being on the run turns you into a virtual prisoner. All that's missing are the steel bars, you can't go out without worrying about being seen in public. If you do go out, you end up having a terrible time because you're constantly looking over your shoulder, wondering if you've been recognized. Then, when you've finally buckled under the strain of it all and retreated to whatever hole in the wall you're calling home that week, you spend the entire night waiting for that knock on the door the one that heralds the arrival of the police who've come to drag your ass away to jail for the rest of your natural-born life. All that, and I didn't even mention the never-ending itch between your shoulder blades, that constant sense you're being hunted, tracked like a fox fleeing before the hounds. Fact is, life as a fugitive pretty much sucks. You'll have to take my word for it when I tell you that it's even tougher when you're blind. I know. Cry me a river, right? We, meaning Dmitry Alexandrov, Denise Clearwater, and I, had been on the run for the last three months. We'd left Boston in early September, just a half step ahead of an FBI agent named Robertson. Mr. FBI was convinced I was the serial killer known as the Reaper, a particularly vicious monster he'd been hunting for more than a decade. He also thought I was responsible for the death of a homicide detective named Stanton. To be honest, I did have to take some responsibility for Miles' death. He wouldn't have been following me and ended up getting himself killed if I hadn't broken out of a holding cell at one police plaza. Then again, If I hadn't been illegally imprisoned and accused of multiple homicides that I couldn't possibly have committed, I wouldn't have had to break out of jail in the first place. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. It all started with the kidnapping of my daughter, Elizabeth, five years before. I didn't know it then, but she'd been snatched by the supernatural equivalent of the man with a thousand faces, a doppelganger, or fetch as they were sometimes called that could take the form of any creature it came into contact with. The Fetch was the magically created twin of a sorcerer named Eldridge, who had been locked away in a mystical prison somewhere around the time the American colonies won independence. Eldridge eventually died, but not before he used the power that bound him to become a shade. Shades are nasty business incorporeal spirits imbued with the intelligence and power that they had in life with no expiration date for their hatred or their craving for vengeance. With the right ritual and no small measure of arcane energy, a shade can even regain its physical form or, in the words of Star Trek Spock, create life from lifelessness. All Eldridge needed to do was track down and slaughter the last living relatives of those who had originally sealed him away in that mystical prison beneath the earth, and he'd be home free. It had taken him more than a decade, but he'd made good use of the time, sending his doppelganger crisscrossing the country, killing as it went. By the time I'd entered the picture, he was down to the final four or five. If the doppelganger hadn't kidnapped my daughter he probably would have succeeded. Instead of completing the ritual and waltzing off into the sunset, he'd been forced to fight for his life and, in the end, the three of us had cleaned his clock and put him down like the rabid dog he was. Before we had, though, his pet fetch had disemboweled Stanton and nearly killed the three of us as well. We'd survived— and had taken out Eldridge, something a powerful group of sorcerers two centuries before hadn't been able to do. The fairy tale ending I'd hoped for never materialized, though. I soon found out that, while Elizabeth had been kidnapped by the fetch at Eldridge's command, she died in an accident almost a year before. Sending her ghost on to the rest she deserved was one of the hardest things I'd ever done. And what did we get for all our trouble— Three months of living as fugitives with no end in sight.